Engineering Group LLC is a woman-owned, full-service civil engineering, environmental, and contracting firm. We have an impressive portfolio of federal, state, county, municipal, and private project experience. We understand and appreciate the challenges our clients face, and we are committed to overcoming the most complex challenges to accomplish their goals. KEG provides high-quality, personalized service to clients and communities. As a certified DBE, we help our contractors fulfill the diversity, equity, and inclusion requirements of projects, and we offer quality, attentive service to our teaming partners. Visit KaskaskiaENG.com to learn more. Welcome, everyone, to Build St. Louis, the regional podcast that captures and shares the very heartbeat of design, engineering, construction, and development. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, owner of Information Works. And with us on this episode is Jerry Boyer, who is the founder and president of Kaskaskia Engineering Group, also known for short as KEG. Jerry is a professional engineer who's licensed in Illinois, Missouri, Iowa, Indiana, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. And she spent much of her career with the Illinois Department of Transportation. That's when Jerry and I overlapped in terms of interviewing and my learning from her. And Jerry oversaw construction projects and managed a good part of the state highway system and coordinated and reviewed local transportation projects as well. And certainly in addition to the innovation that you have propelled with civil and environmental engineering. Jerry, I know your passion is maintaining a healthy, happy, and productive workplace. And I think that's a project that I believe you've been building since the day you very started AEG. So welcome to Build St. Louis. Jerry, it's so great to have you here. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Oh, you bet. And uh, Jerry just mentioned that we have accidentally timed the recording of this episode on a wonderful day for engineers. Jerry, what's today? It's Professional Engineers Day. Which, of course, I knew, but I didn't. But I'm, I'm so glad we're talking today. It couldn't be a more fitting day. Well, let's dive right into our topic, which I have always known and regarded KEG for since the beginning, which is how you build and maintain a healthy workplace culture. And I've kind of stood on the sidelines and watched and admired how you've done that since day one. And I'd love to have you start, Jerry, by giving our listeners a bit of a background about when you started your company. And I have to believe that the inspiration for building a healthy workplace probably came from your years working alongside and managing other people in other places. But if you could kind of set the stage for us of how this began, that'd be great. Sure. So, you know, being a, working as a woman in the engineering field, it especially in the early 80s and all the way through the 80s and 90s, it wasn't very welcoming for women. And this engineering business world, like many other business structures, it was really modeled after a military model. So a lot of engineers came back from World War II and they were smart guys and they built the nation's infrastructure during war. So they came back to do the same thing in our communities, but they set their companies up as like what they knew. And that was that military model of top-down organization. You know, you clock in, you clock out and you work what, however long it takes. And so that model doesn't really work very well for women, especially when you're raising children and you're managing a household and you're working full-time and it really doesn't work 
anymore for very many men. So when I was working within that model, I just kept thinking like, there's got to be a better way to do this, a way that is more conducive to being, and you'll see this theme throughout Keg's culture of being a holistic person, like being a great professional, but also being a great person and being able to fulfill all the roles that you decide that you want to fulfill in your lifetime. So about, well, exactly almost 17 years ago, Keg's birthday was August 1st. So we just- Congratulations. Thank you. We just celebrated our 17th anniversary. So really I branched out on my own. I started uh, the company with another woman and about seven years in, she decided to go a different direction, but really started the company with the intention of trying to create a different work model, a workplace model that was really more conducive and friendly for women and for men that wanted to work in a different way and serve their clients in a different way. That's fascinating. You know, and when you were saying that, I was thinking about like the Army Corps of Engineers and the origins of engineering in terms of workplace culture. And I had not being an engineer, I never had thought about it that way. And for you to kind of work in that model and to see a potential for maybe restructuring how people work, accommodate real life, that's fascinating to me. And it's fascinating of the years that of which that was born. That makes total sense to what you said with the climate in our country and being in conflicts. Right. And right now in today's world, many people live and work in very flexible, right, company environments, but not 17 years ago. I mean, 17 years ago was pretty, you know, pretty innovative just to be able to bank time and take time off when you needed it, you know, work when the work needed to be done, but then to bank time and take off. But now it's kind of, it's commonplace in the work world. But I think that's one of the reasons, you know, because we started, we call ourselves KEG. So I'm going to say KEG. It's great. We're in this man's world of engineering and we know how important beer and being, having fun is. So we set up KEG culture a little bit differently than that culture of a military model. And I want to say I'm saying keg because we refer to ourselves as keg and my staff refers to themselves as keggers. So if you hear me say that, you know what that's about. But it's really about creating a workforce culture that really provides flexibility and really respect for and trust for our employees. So, you know, one of the things when the pandemic happened, it wasn't a great shock to us like it was maybe for other workplaces because we were already used to working remotely and doing what people needed in order to get their job done. And a lot of that had to do with like tremendous flexibility, which served us so well during the pandemic for sure. That's awesome because so many companies had to retool like in the moment or the same week and you guys already had that model. That must have been great that it wasn't a disruptor in terms of your work. Well, that's great. I was going to ask you about some of the unique components of your culture because I think that's sort of a fun part of this conversation. I looked on your website and I noticed they're keg babies and keg dogs. And certainly I have a feeling that these embrace your philosophy of the whole person and not just the work person. Yeah, absolutely. I think that one of the things that keg is known for is that we care about you as a professional, obviously, because we're creating a product of engineering, but just as important to us is forming great human beings and great people to contribute to our communities and to the world. So we spend a lot of time on looking at our strengths and working within our strengths, understanding each other, and even living more of a mindful 
way of going about work. So asking, staying in the present and asking each other, how is it going for you right now? What struggles are you having with this project now? So really teaching people to stay in the present while they're working on a project. Don't worry about what happened before. Don't worry about what's going to happen in the future. Let's just stay present and mindful of being respectful to each other. And kind of the ways that we do that is we have, you know, we use teams like many engineering companies. So we have a cheers channel that we always make sure that if somebody does goes above and beyond or does something that really made somebody else's life better, we call them out on the cheers channel and then everybody gets to comment on that and be aware. So our culture is very much about respecting each other, but also building each other up, not tearing each other down. That's awesome. It must make for an interesting or a better word than interesting, but for the onboarding portion of that, if somebody has come from an environment where it was more top-down hierarchical, military style, kind of orienting them to your culture. I think sometimes people are a little skeptical. We're just bringing another person on board and we sent them our sheet of all of our benefits. And they're just like, is this for real? Are these benefits really for real? So I think it can be, it can be a culture shock when you come here from another place. And we're not really the company for everybody, for sure. I mean, you have to want to develop yourself. You have to want to be challenged on maybe being respectful, not only to others, but to yourself. So we know we're not a company for everybody. Some people might say we're a little touchy-feely. I don't necessarily believe that. I think it's just a different way of living. So it is, onboarding is fun. We always make sure that we go through our culture, our core values when we onboard somebody. We talk about using, speaking the truth and love or robust dialogue, that it's okay not to agree with somebody as long as you agree in a respectful, disagree in a respectful way. And we want to hear those conversations throughout our office because we grow, we become better people and engineers by challenging each other. So in India, just ideas. That's awesome. So what, just for fun to see if we believe you or not, what are examples of some of the unique benefits that people are afforded if they join your team? Well, because service to humanity is one of our core values, we give an extra week every two years of PTO to do some type of service to humanity. So if you want to, you know, we have engineers without borders that a lot of our young engineers participate in, or a lot of community churches have Bible school or, or things in the summer. And so we allow our people an extra week of time off every two years to participate in those kind of things. We can't have service to humanity as a core value and not support that. We also pay for pet insurance because Again, you know, dogs are important to us and we have dogs in our office and we know that especially in today's world, a lot of our young engineers aren't married and their animals are just as important to them as somebody's family is to them, but they are family to them. So yes, we pay for pet insurance as well. That's awesome. And then I saw tag babies. So our babies certainly must be a part of a culture, especially with a lot of women. I'm sure that a component of that support that you lend. Right. I mean, people bring their kids in, you know, we'll have husbands that'll say like, I'm going to bring the baby in on Wednesday afternoons and just give my wife a break because I can hold this baby and work at the same time. And so, or we have a back and play that they can use. So yes, we, we always have grandkids and kids in our office. We try to, you know, we have TVs in all of our conference rooms, which a lot of people do, but they are keyed into every service that you can provide so that the kids can watch movies or keep them busy. So we know that Again, to have a holistic workplace, you have to look at 
the person as a whole and their children and babies are a part of that. One of the things that I love most about having my own company and all of my employees being on board with this is when I had my first grandchild on Friday, I would have him here with me. And so it was so nice to really get to know that baby and be able to have him in my office and working and being able to hold him. So it was really special. I think that's awesome and a little bit facetious, but not so much workforce shortages and recruiting. You're potentially recruiting future engineers at a very, very, very young age. I hope so, because there's a big shortage of engineers and we need to really have people that are interested. And I know like, well, although my children, neither one are engineers, but I'm hoping to have, I have three grandsons. I'm hoping to have three engineers with them for sure. So. That's wonderful. How big is Keg? How big is your workforce? I'm not really sure in terms of a company or projects, just what what's your workload and what's your employee size? Right. We have about 70 employees. We have offices in Indiana and several offices throughout Illinois. We cover the whole state of Illinois. We have an office in Missouri and then in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So with about 70 people throughout those offices, but really now we have a lot of people working from home and they will continue working from home. We even have two Two women engineers in separate, traveling separately, but are traveling at campers. And they're just going throughout the U.S. They work every day from the camper, plugged in, designing and bridges. And then they are on their adventure of their life as well. And one of them has been doing it for at least a year and a half. And at first, when we first hired her, I was like, how can this work? I just, I mean... I'm, you know, 62. So I'm like, ah, that is just outside my realm of how someone could work. And she is a top performer and she's doing great. And so another woman said, Hey, I think I can do this as well. And so they're both designing roads and bridges while they're traveling the U.S. Wow. They must have really great hotspots or solid Wi-Fi. They test all of that out when they find a new place. And so far it has worked perfectly. And while it works, we continue to do it. That's wonderful. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, yeah, I work from home and just the satisfaction and the ability to focus on something you love. I would think that those examples are perfect because the average person may look at that and be skeptical. But gosh, I think the quality of work we're able to do when we're in a setting that we're supported or we love, not all of us are cut out to be in an office 40 hours a week. And so are 50 hours. So I mean, Maybe you could talk to a little bit of the, that it really can enhance people's focus professionally by being in an environment that they feel comfortable in. Yeah, I think that one of the things that we've learned from the pandemic, I'll go back to that because everybody was home. If I was in the office, our admin team all have separate offices. And so several of us were here supporting, especially from an IT stand perspective, everybody that was away. But one of the things that we learned is that people, if somebody really likes to work from home, it is disengaging to bring them back to the office. So if they're doing exactly in the office what they are doing from home, but you're just requiring it, them to be in the office, it is very disengaging. And the thing that you want to do with your culture, right, is engage people. You want your people to be engaged. So I think that if I have any words of wisdom for the business community, it's to look at the engagement levels of your employees. And if you're requiring people to do something just because it makes you feel more comfortable, then you really need to look at it. So we have very many employees that feel more engaged working from home, they're feeling more engaged with their families too, because a lot of them said that, like, I never saw my wife as much as I have because she's working from home too. And we get together for lunch and then we go back to our offices, but 
you know, and I sit out on my patio and I just, I, they love it. And they love working as long as we, you can stay connected, you know, you can have through teams and we have all the technology, as long as you can keep people connected with you and they're happy, they'll stay engaged. So it's really helped us in our hiring ability to be flexible and to let people do what they think is best for them. Again, trust, but verify. So we verify to make sure people are getting their work done and they're productive while they're at home. And some people, it doesn't work. And we have to say, you know, you're just not productive enough. So we're going to bring you back to the office and get you to a place where maybe you can go back home and work. Exactly. Everyone, I think, is different. For a number of us that have worked remotely almost our whole careers, it it really did legitimize us because it sort of recognized that that's a viable option and there's you're still a real person and professional, even if you're home and you're running clothes or whatever you're doing, because the work is what's important. For sure. What about, if you could speak a little bit about retention, and I don't want to ask you for too many numbers, but I'm intrigued by how this plays out, not only to recruit and onboard people, but to keep them, like you said, it's not for everyone, but I would imagine that you've got a pretty decent, if not a better retention rate from folks who appreciate the uniqueness of your culture. I think that we have an edge on retention, but it's hard to retain people, especially in this market today. It's so hard to get engineers that people are really raising costs or raising pay. So sometimes, I mean, I totally understand if someone is young and they're like, I love this culture. I don't want to leave you, but I need more money. And I'll always try to look at it. You know, I'm going to just, if I have to, if I think someone is it makes sense in their, the amount of work that they're doing and the level of work that they're doing and what I can bill my clients for. If it makes sense, then I'm happy to match that salary. But then I will look at everyone else and make sure that everybody else gets raised then accordingly. So it's not without a lot of analyzing how meeting some of these needs, it's going to affect the rest of the company. Because if we do it for one, we're going to do it for the rest of them. That's for sure. So I think we have a little bit higher retention rate than most companies, but we still lose people now and then. And normally the people that we lose are people that weren't quite right for our culture anyway. And we don't want anybody to stay here if this isn't the right culture for you, for sure. We want to bless them and send them on their way. That makes a lot of sense. We have been so delighted on this episode to talk with Jerry Boyer, president of KEG, Kaskaski Engineering Group, based in Belleville, Illinois, we should say, right, where it all started. Mm-hmm. And we've just been thrilled to talk to you about how you build a unique and successful culture. And as you pointed out so aptly, Jerry, especially within the realm of a discipline, that's not known for this kind of culture. So I think there's a lot that listeners, whether they're employers or employees, can take away from this conversation about how to build a culture where people can succeed and value their families and build their families alongside their careers. So thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much. You got it. Hi, Travis Liebig, CEO of St. Louis Bank here. As one of the few remaining locally owned banks, we aim to fill the growing void of banking partners for our small and mid-sized business community. Due to decades of consolidation, community banks are fleeting, and it's more important than ever for business owners to understand the importance and the power of banking locally. When those hard-earned dollars are deposited with the mega banks, they can roll into centralized operations and be lent out elsewhere across the coast, having little discernible effect on the local scene. But on the contrary, when you bank locally, Your dollars stay in the local community and reinvested to loans to other business owners, 
circulating those dollars back into the economy and having a multiplying effect that grows our future. Banking locally isn't just a transaction. It's an investment in the heart and soul of St. Louis. Business owners like you deserve a partner who understand your business, can be your advocate, and will be by your side through the ups and downs of leading a company in today's times. Just like your business, we're locally owned, but banks like us share our mission with the industrious, hardworking St. Louisans, building the community we can all be proud of.